All right, thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Here's our toll-free number. It is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, literally, Linda confirmed this to be true or not true. Uh, less than two hours ago, I did not have a voice. And magically, it's it's gotten stronger as the day has gone on. I mean, I go through this, what, two or three times a year, probably. Yeah, I think I it depends on your stress and your sleep. Sleep, zero, stress, nah, non-existent. What does stress mean? That, why does everyone say they're stressed Your out? Your world, it's the new normal, unfortunately. <laughs> it's 24-7. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful that it's back. I'm glad to be here. There's a lot going on. And uh, we're, we're uh, going to be interviewing the Speaker of the House, which is pretty exciting, the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Now, you know, the interesting thing is I'm glad he chose us to do the interview with because all the Democrats now have been involved in since the second he was elected. MAGA extremist Mike Johnson, uh, you know, he spent years fighting against gay rights uh, and so on. So he's, he happens to be very faithful, very religious, following his religious beliefs. By the way, nothing he's going to do in Congress is ever going to involve in most of the issues that they are talking about. Just, just in case you're interested or, or want to know what the real deal is all about, um, and and they attack him. I, I mean, it's it's been quick. It has been firm. It has been complete, which is why Republicans got to stop wasting their time going on fake news, CNN. Nobody watches them. I see ratings every single day of my life. Thankfully, I'm glad. I appreciate that you all watch me. I really am, except sometimes we could use a little few more of you on Monday nights. Monday night football, if it's a good game, usually hurts. Uh, but short of that, you know, um, I'm very grateful to this audience for being there for us every night because I can't I don't get to do this job without you. I don't get to be on radio without you. You know, all the people that are involved in cancel culture. Well, the, the reality is audiences get to cancel people they don't like every single day when they make choices of what they watch and what they listen to. You have complete power and control. And it's our job if we want to keep working is to put on the best shows possible and, and like we're doing today, we've got, you know, realistic numbers on the economy. There is over exuberance the way I see it in reaction to today's GDP numbers. But I'll get reaction from the experts. Uh, Steve Moore, E.J. Antoni, Byron Donalds, who is the great congressman from Florida. He'll check in with us. Chip Roy of Texas will check in with us. Vince Ellison is going to be back. Uh, he is always, you know, on fire. We love having him on the program. And he just he's no holds barred. Um. And and we just have a lot of news that we've got to get to. And, and this guy's got to get to work. And it, the, the priorities are not complicated. We've got a, a bu budget business to get finished. Remember, the fiscal year starts October 1. It's now October 26th. It's, you know, and by the way, that's as per usual. I, I think there's been maybe, I don't know, I, out of the last couple of decades, three, four times they've ever gone on regular order and, and had bu budget appropriations passed. I mean, it's absolute insanity. Um, we've got a lot of news out of what's going on as it relates to the the conflict in the Middle East, and it is very, very precarious, and it's not good. I think I was the first to use the term axis of evil or the new axis of evil being Russia and China and Iran, and sure enough, we had in very harsh language uh, yesterday at the United Nations, which we spend the bulk of money funding, which is asinine considering they've been so anti-American and, frankly, anti-Semitic as an organization over the years. But anyway, U.S., Russia, China, Russia joined by China, 
in in canceling out each other's UN resolutions on this, you know, is Israel uh, Hamas war that was started by Hamas. Uh, so you know where China, Russia, and Iran are. They're on the same team. Uh, but we've been telling you that about that for a long time. Uh, and you know now we have you know both countries sending you know navy ships into the area uh, around the Middle East. Now we've got Syria's involvement. By the way, did you know, Linda, that the Houthi rebels that have been funded by Iran that have been fighting with the Saudis, did you know that while Donald Trump put them on on the 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 terror list, nation's terror list, uh, Joe Biden took them off that list. That's all they've been involved in is terror. And I, I, I don't even know when it happened. I thought I, I read an awful lot. I don't know how I missed it, but apparently I did. And Joe Biden took them off. Now, interesting little sidebar to this is that the Houthi rebels down in, in that have been fighting this proxy war for Iran against the Saudis, they, they were firing missiles that they had destined for Israel. And actually, it was the Saudis that intercepted them. So that was a pretty interesting development. What does it mean? I don't want to read too much into it, but maybe they thought it was headed for for their country or they didn't want missiles flying over their country. I don't know. Uh, anyway, the very latest is, is the first incursion started last night. It did not get a lot of play in real time, which is very interesting to me because the element of surprise now by the Israelis, you know, with each passing day, I think they lose a little bit more of it, allowing the the Hamas terrorists to get to re you know rearm themselves and and build booby traps uh but the way this is unfolding is is getting very interesting israeli troops did have a ground raid into gaza before the expected wider incursion that happened last night uh when they were it literally launched a ground raid into northern gaza striking several militant targets in order to be preparing the battlefield for this this full-on ground invasion. I'm told it could happen as early as tonight or tomorrow, but, you know, I've been hearing that now for days. Uh, while simultaneously we're, we're learning a lot of other stuff, Israeli troops, you know, carried this out in the dark of night last night. Then on the other side of this, you have a delayed ground inversion, part of a campaign to keep the element of surprise in a multi-prong attack. It, it's not as easy as it, it seems to people. Okay, Hamas kills 1,400 Israelis, takes all these hostages. All right, let's go to war against Gaza. Because the minute that the Israeli ground war begins with Gaza, you have to expect that activity in the north, in uh, Lebanon with Hezbollah, is going to increase and increase dramatically. You know, one way that this has been described, which I think is really fascinating, is the battle of the tunnels is about to begin. Now, when we, if I didn't see this, the sophisticated network of tunnels with my own eyes and been in them myself, I, I don't think I would realize the level of sophistication, the amount of, you know, real architecture, if you will, if you can think of a, a, a terror tunnel as it's not an architectural wonder of the world, but these are well-built tunnels and they are, there's a whole network of them, money that was supposed to be spent on hospitals and schools and infrastructure spent, you know, on tunnels so they can kidnap and kill innocent Israelis. Um, but anyway, the battle of the tunnels is about to begin because these underground networks, there's so many of them, you know, they use everything from weapons drills, you know, hidden from overhead balloons, synthetic, you know, radar, you know, to find them. 
And the leaders of Hamas know that once Israel's counteroffensive starts, that they're going to lose their greatest asset, which is this network of tunnels that they have. Because I don't think Israel's leaving there until every single one of those tunnels is destroyed. You know, and this is what Netanyahu, uh, Netanyahu has uh, promised, and he's vowing an invasion against Hamas. And the, uh, one of the questions is going to be what America's involvement in this ultimately is going to be with Americans killed and Americans kept hostage. But um, as they have been warning the people of Gaza to get out, not good news for the people of Gaza that Hamas has been blocking roads so the people of Gaza, including innocent women and children, can't flee. And they're actually shooting at people, according to other reports that we see. The Wall Street Journal had reported that Israel agreed to the U.S. request to delay the Gaza invasion, in part because they wanted U.S. air defense systems. They, more, they wanted more Iron Domes delivered. We expect that they should be there, if they're not there now, very shortly, which means the window of time is definitely closing. Uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu saying, citizens of Israel, we are in the midst of our, str- of our struggles, of our existence. We have two goals in this war, to destroy Hamas, all of its infrastructure, and do everything possible to bring our hostages back home. And I don't think they're going to leave unless, in fact, they're, they're able to accomplish all of those goals. Um, now, one of the things that we have to be on the lookout for, several We've been telling you about these attacks on American troops in Iraq and Syria. Now a Politico report that several U.S. troops are reporting brain injury from these attacks. And as a result of what they they may believe to be some type of, of gas attack on them, it, it just it certainly highlights the risk of, you know, these these the weaponry and the sophisticated weaponry. Um one of the one of the strategies probably there 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 is gas that the Israelis and the United States can use in the attack on the tunnels and this tunnel network that could incapacitate people for up to six to seven hours but not kill them or have permanent damage. Now I'm not an expert on it. I'm only telling you what I've read today. Um, but there's no doubt I'll say this that the Middle East is paying the price of Joe Biden's White House removing the Houthis from the terrorist list. I did not know that that had happened. In word and deed, the, the Houthis that have been in Yemen fighting this proxy war on behalf of Iran, you know, they're proving to the world they're, how connected they are to this Iran axis of resistance. And why did Joe Biden pull them off the terror list? Why did Joe Biden allow Iran to get rich again, knowing that they're the number one state sponsor of terror and not crack down on them selling any oil on the global markets the way they have been. Uh, We also have some new information that the terrorists that did attack on October the 7th were trained in Iran for this attack. So we're back to the head of the snake question. You know, when do you take out the head of the snake and the head of the snake is Iran? Um, Lawmakers now are taking a closer look at Iran's funding of these terror organizations. Well, you think that maybe that should have been done a lot earlier? Um, that seems pretty basic for me. You know, Biden is saying to give mun- Biden, by the way, a report out today by The Washington Times, the munitions that are now desperately needed by our, I would argue, our top ally, not only in the Middle East, but worldwide, certainly right up there, Israel. But now munitions that were reserved for Israel are going to Ukraine by Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden is just obsessed with Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. 
instead of pressuring Europe to protect their own continent and for these European countries to be doing the, the bulk of, of providing what is necessary for Ukraine to actually win the war, Joe Biden has not pressured them. And these countries sit back and say, well, if America is going to pay for it, why should we pay for it? I told you yesterday, the voice of America is even refusing to call Hamas terrorists. Why is that? You know, then we've got the Iranian influence cell. This was in the Washington Free Beacon. A pro-Iran influence cell appears to be operating at the Biden administration's highest levels, endangering U.S. national security, according to a new legal watch group that seeks to determine if senior U.S. officials have been compromised by, by Tehran and their hardline government. America First Legal is now looking into this specifically. We've talked about Robert Malley and who had his security clearance yanked earlier this year amid allegations that he mishandled classified information and his involvement in in other dealings with Iran and, and information that might have been shared. We'll find out about this, I'm sure, over time. You have Biden administration officials responsible for prosecuting anti-Semitic attacks have, have praised anti-Semitic activists. They got a guy in charge of prosecuting anti-Semitic attacks, which have skyrocketed all around the country and the world in light of the Hamas terror attack on Israel, has a history of coddling anti-Semitic activists. And we're talking about Justice uh, Department Civil Rights Chief Kristen Clark partnering with the Council of Islamic Relations. Remember them? CARE? I haven't talked about them in a long time. Uh, and, and other radical groups. She's also praised the likes of the Hamas caucus leader, Congresswoman Tlaib. Do we need to say any more? As a student at Harvard, she organized a speech for Wellesley College, Professor Tony Martin, who peddled the false claim that a cabal of, quote, Jews orchestrated the international slave trade. Great. And then Senate Democrats on the Foreign Relations Committee, you know, back Iran-friendly Jack Lew to be ambassador to Israel. That's the guy that oversaw the transfer of all this money and cash to Iran in 2016, you know, under the Obama administration. How asinine is that? All right, we've got a lot more to get to today. Uh, also, uh, we're interviewing in D.C. tonight. Uh, the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, will be with us. Yeah, I know. These hours in the swamp and the sewer, they're not fun. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. We've got a lot of other ground to get to. We'll get to the economy today. We'll get to politics, what the top priorities of the new speaker ought to be, and the attacks by the predictable attacks by the left. Look, occasionally there's something in life that comes along that is a game changer and changes things drastically for the better. Microwave ovens, cell phones, GPS navigation, heck, even a car, right? Now, recently, our friends at Rhino Metals, they're America's leading safe manufacturer. They launched an amazing new safe design. It falls into this category. It's so revolutionary. It's called Safe X. I love my own Safe X. And it uses a completely new way of locking the safe that gives you anti-pry protection and security of safes that cost thousands of dollars more. Right now, you can save big on these revolutionary gun safes and they'll deliver it right to your door. Now, these are a tremendous value, the best safes you're ever going to find. In Rhino Pride Test, SafeX gun safes uh, outperformed other brands that cost four or five times as much money. I mean, you'll get a great deal, and you get the best warranty. You get the best support. Check them out on their website. Check out their videos, side-by-side break-in testing videos, rhinosafe.com. Rhino, you spell it like the animal, safe, R-H-I-N-O-S-A-F-E.com. 
and see what makes Rhino SafeX so much better. RhinoSafe.com. Find the dealer near you. Tell them your friend Sean Hannity sent you.